Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. And just want to go ahead and welcome everybody onto the podcast. Want to go ahead and wish everybody a happy Tuesday. I am recording this on November 9th, 2021. And if she's listening to this, or if you guys definitely know, today is the birthday of my beautiful wife, Rosa. Uh, so I just want to wish her a happy birthday. Baby, I love you. You already know. And, um, you know, just a lot of this is definitely a big dedication to her. You know, um, she's always been a big supporter in everything that I do. So I just want to uh, just mention that here really quick and just tell you how much I love you, baby. And, and that, uh, you know, I can't wait to go and celebrate your birthday later on today. Uh, so, guys, as I mentioned, I am recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, I am recording this after the um, the victory of the Lakers. Uh, they ended up beating the Charlotte Bobcats or the Bobcats. What the hell? The Charlotte Hornets. What the hell am I talking about? That's how you know how old I am. <laughs> I'm over here talking about the Bobcats when it comes down to the Charlotte team. But anyways, here, guys. Uh, so we did end up uh, winning 126 to 123. Uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster game when he came down to it. There's some really good points, there's some really bad points, but overall, um, you get to you get to you got you got a chance to learn a lot from that game. I'm also going to be talking about uh, just on Sunday, uh, Raiders, and unfortunately ended up taking a bad a bad loss to the uh, to the Giants. Overall, we'll talk a little bit about that, but just you know, overall, I just think it was. You know, maybe Derek Carr's head wasn't in the game. He was in some other places. But with everything that's gone on in this week, in this month, in this season, uh, definitely has been um, a big uh, a big deal to the Raiders. You know, it definitely was a factor, in my opinion. But we'll talk all about that here. We'll talk about the game as well. And just kind of moving forward in some other news when it comes down to the Raiders. Also, lastly, we'll mention here really quick, and I'll actually start off with that here, guys. And just before I actually get into this here about the Dodgers, I do just want to remind everybody that you can find me on on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter as well. It's going to be at West Coast Pod 702, West Coast Pod 702. Plus, you can hit me up on my email account. It's going to be West Coast Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up there, guys. Hit me up with any kind of questions, uh, even if you guys just want to talk sports. You know, I love the conversation when it comes down to it or anything like that. And um, if you guys want to bring up anything on the podcast, I'll definitely bring it up as well. So, guys, as I mentioned... We're going to talk a little bit about the Dodgers here to start off the podcast or to open it up. Now, there's not a whole lot of news when it comes down to the Dodgers. It's really like the Dodgers are, are just trying to, you know, extend out, um, you know, qualifying offers to uh, some other free agents, you know, to Chris Taylor, to uh, Corey Seager, you know, trying to make sure that these guys stay long term. So for those of you guys who are who are maybe concerned, maybe that the Dodgers weren't going to you know, make at least a move in order to keep some of these guys. You know, you can definitely go ahead and rest a little bit. You can definitely be a little bit more calm knowing that the Dodgers are doing what they can. And from what I've seen, these contracts are not, you know, just uh, a bull, you know, uh, sorry, sorry to go ahead and kind of call it that, but a BS contract, you know, just a, you know, a contract just to, just to give it to him. You know, it's, it's more of a, it's a, it's a legit offer. It's one of the better offers that I think he could probably get around the league when it comes down to it. I believe, as I mentioned, maybe if you guys have, have caught the um, podcast before, I talked a little bit about the offer that, that Corey Seager was offered. Um, I got a little bit more information as to what these offers are kind of entitling. It sounds like Corey Seager ultimately just wants to go ahead and have a long-term contract with somebody. And it sounds like now the Dodgers have been able to extend out. At first, I believe it was like a three-year contract. And now it's it's all the way up to a five-year contract or even a potential like with a with an extra year or something like that on there. So potentially six-year contract for Corey Seager. 
and it's been estimated to be I, I can't even remember exactly the numbers or anything like that but it would put him at being literally one of the highest paid shortstops in the league now I, I have no, I have nothing against when it came when it comes down to that I really do think that he is one of the top shortstops in the league especially when it comes down to his bat especially when it comes down to what he brings on the defensive side you know and um but is there potentially others that might take a little bit less like a Trey Turner who you know is a shortstop who is very good defensively who is a, a very good batter I mean the dude was almost a a bat a batting champ you know a batting a batting title champion this year you know so when it comes down to it we have other options when it comes down to it but I wouldn't mind having Trey and Corey Trey Turner and Corey Seager out there you know, especially if especially if what kind of happened this year, you know, overall, we had a whole lot of depth. And unfortunately, some people got injured. Some people weren't, weren't able to play towards the end. It's always best to have extra players. You know, it's always best to just, you know, have have guys on reserve who are able to come up and step up in big moments. If, you know, if somebody gets hurt or something like that. But we'll see now, guys. One of the questions that I actually commented on or one of the things that I commented about the Dodgers um, on Twitter came up and I really want to ask you guys it got it got me really thinking you know because um there has been times in the past especially with like other teams with my other teams I haven't really thought about it too much with the Dodgers maybe Trevor Bauer would be one of them you know especially I mean not so much even now with you know with everything that happened this year but even before I knew the kind of guy that he was I knew that he was a bad that he was a bad dude that he's gotten into trouble before in the past before we even signed him the, the, this past year um but when it came down to it guys I I had a hard time kind of liking him, but once he started pitching good and everything, and he was showing that he was, you know, he was keeping his nose out of trouble. But the, sure enough, that kind of bit me in the butt, and I kind of thought, you know, oh maybe he might actually get his stuff together for this for the season for the Dodgers. Sure enough, he gets into into some trouble and everything and all this and that. So I mean, and the question comes up is if if uh, they well, it was centered around Carlos Correa. You know, for those of you guys who know, he was, uh, you know, part of the Astros and all this. And I'm, well, most of you guys should know, especially if you're Dodger fans. But he's he was a he's or he is a Houston Astro. He's a free agent now. He's available to be um, to sign as a free agent with other teams. And apparently it's been reported that the that that the Dodgers are interested in him. I, I can't even say it. You know, I don't even want to say it. But um, he has been he has been talked about with with that. He, he has been in reports, you know with the Dodgers and the question that comes up here the guy the question that I wanted to ask you guys for those of you guys who are Dodger fans would you cheer or would you want the Dodgers to go after him would and, and if they and if they get him would you cheer for him like would it take you maybe a little while to cheer for him me I I, I this is how I answered the question guys I can't see myself cheering for him at first because not only just because he's a you know, a, 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 not even a rival, but because of the, the the playoff battles, you know, the World Series battle, but more along the lines because of the cheating aspect. You know, he was one of the main guys who was in that cheating and that cheating scandal with with the with the Astros. So I mean, can you really cheer for a guy like that? I mean, may uh, in in my opinion though, is is me is I can't at first see myself cheering for him. But then ultimately, I would see see it as he's a Dodger now. He's doing good. Maybe maybe we can all put that stuff all behind us or whatever the case is. 
but still, I still can't see myself doing that. But I guess we'll see. You know, I I, I don't know. <laughs> At the same time, I kind of don't want him. I don't want the Dodgers to go after him. <laughs> but if they go for him and if they think that's the best that they can get, then cool, why not? I guess we'll see what happens, you know. But that's the question I wanted to go and answer or ask you guys. Uh, I want I want to know from you guys. Make sure hit me up. Let me know what you guys would do or what you what what would come up. Uh, so that kind of just wraps it up when it comes down to the Dodgers here, guys. I really didn't want to do too much when it comes down to it. They have just a lot of a lot of rumors, a lot of reports about potential signings, about people that they have uh, offers that they're or contract offers that they're extending out to Corey Seager to. Uh, Chris Taylor and a couple other players and everything and this and that. But we'll move on to the Raiders here, guys. So on Sunday, Raiders ended up going up against the New York Giants. And I don't know, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of wrap up the game quickly here. I'll kind of break it all down really quick. Uh, for one thing, I am tired of seeing that. I'm tired of seeing the Raiders give up an opening drive touchdown. You know, it's it, I think with with the Giants game, I think it was like three or four games in a row that they have given up an open an opening drive touchdown. And it's like that you kind of just start off the game in a bad way. You know, it's almost like when you are, you know, when when you got to wake up for work or something like that and you're already late or something like that or, or you, and then you catch traffic or something, you know, you're kind of just already starting off the day bad, you know, kind of deal. But it was uh it, it was a good outing for the defense, as as we kind of seen all, all year round. The defense played great. Yannick Ngakwe got two sacks in the game. He came up with a strip fumble, a strip sack. Uh, overall, I mean, the defense just kind of played good. I mean, there, there was a couple little mistakes here and there, but, I mean, ultimately they played good. You know, the there was actually a time where I mean, one of the touchdowns that they got weren't even it was a defensive touchdown. It was a pick six that a pick six that uh, Derek Carr threw. And speaking of Derek Carr here, guys, I mean, just to kind of talk about the defense and everything. I mean, overall, the defense did what it what it's been doing all season long. You know, got it, got they got a couple sacks. They ended up applying some pressure. You know, they played uh, they played really well overall. And uh, you know, just to kind of you know just to go and bring up here what uh what the offense kind of did. And, and since we were speaking a little bit about Derek Carr there, I do just want to mention. I don't know. He had a an interesting game. It was definitely a game where he could have, you know, maybe played a little bit better. But with everything that that happened, with everything that's been going on this season, you can kind of understand why maybe his head wasn't in it 100%. You know, with everything that happened with John Gruden, with everything that's happened with uh, the whole Henry, with the Henry Ruggs incident, it um, you know, he's 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 the ultimate leader. He's the you know he's the inspirational. He's the emotional leader for this team. Now that John, I mean, I, I even when John Gruden was the head coach, you can still tell that ultimately, you know, the face of the franchise. I mean, I always thought it should have been the face of the franchise should always be the quarterback, in my opinion. You know, put 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 the emphasis on the players. That's that. Those are the guys that you play millions of dollars for. Those are probably your highest paid employees. You know, whatever the case may be, but you know. Might as well have it that way. You know, ultimately, that guy's supposed to be your leader. And Derek Carr has, has shown that he is the leader of the, of the of the Raiders. He is the emotional leader, the spiritual leader, whatever the case you wanted, whatever you wanted to say. But he's the leader of the team. He, uh, 
Unfortunately, he just had some bad some bad passes. He overthrew. He underthrew. He threw behind. You know, all kinds of, you know. He just had a bad outing. I really do think that he's going to be able to bounce back, you know, just kind of get his head on straight. You know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's just also the situation that just happened when it comes down to it. You can't help but to kind of, you know, think, I mean, me as me as a person, I, I don't even know the dude personally. I don't even know Henry Ruggs like that. But just knowing what happened and knowing the situation, you know, knowing that there's a, a life that, that was lost, a, a pet's life that was lost, you know, um. Uh, a young man's career done you know being done or and uh you know or potentially done you know and i don't even know i don't even want to you know it's it's a thing that i can't even put myself to think you know how how he must be feeling you know and it's one of those things that it's just i can't i can't and i shouldn't you know i mean it, it sucks you know i mean I, I want to because i want to bring it up to the podcast and i and i'm sorry if i'm like digging a big hole here but you know it's ultimately you have to kind of that that's my that's my biggest take from from when it comes down to the game you know if, if you just see ultimately just some of the guys just weren't in it you know the one the guys that i did this is one thing that i did notice though big time that, and hopefully some of you guys noticed it as well is the guys who i thought stepped up who played exceptionally well were henry ruggs ex-teammates you know from college or, or still teammates from the raiders you know um with uh, josh jacobs him being from alabama uh, Kenyon Drake, he was from Alabama, or he played for with Alabama. Uh, Leatherwood, he played it. He played well as well. You know, these guys played a decent game and they played well. And maybe yeah, it was a bit of like a them channeling, you know, their brother that is hurt and they wanted to show out and and show up for that game. And they did. You know, those three guys they played well. Um, you know, it's just uh, some some of the other guys that unfortunately just didn't quite, you know, have what it takes or maybe just didn't, you know, just didn't play up to par, you know, whatever the case was. But um, unfortunately, it was a loss. You know, we got the Kansas City Chiefs coming into town on Sunday. That's going to be a big game. Uh, you know, we'll go and see. You know, we are still technically first in the league, but we'll see. Um, we'll see how all that plays out, but we got Kansas City coming up. They're coming over here to Vegas. You know, we got to go in and have that win. I, I, it's, it's definitely a really, really important game, in my opinion. And uh, I, I can see a lot of other people thinking that it's definitely going to be a big game. But I'm excited for it. We'll talk more about it, more about that game later on down the line. And um, speaking of on, on down the line, we will talk about the Lakers here, guys, really quick. Lakers. <laughs> I've had a bit of an up and down season and much like this game, it was up and down. We had some really good moments, you know, with Melo showing out. He had his, his season high, 29 points. I believe AD had his season high, 32 points. No, I, I don't think that was a season high, but he had an amazing game with 32 points. Ultimately, if it wasn't for Melo, <laughs> I don't know where the hell we would be. <laughs> we would have definitely lost for that's for sure. But Melo played a great game. You know, he just, you kind of been seeing that he's making a little bit more of an effort. The whole team, really, at certain times, they're making a bigger effort on the defensive side. But it needs to happen more consistently, guys. And, like, and you can't, I, I don't know. Me, I played basketball before. Another, I know maybe some of you guys have, but for, but in basketball, you can't expect to just rely on one side of the game. You can't just expect to outscore, especially with how talented. In the NBA, there's talent all over the damn place. Everybody knows how to shoot the ball. Everybody knows how to make a damn basket. You're in the NBA. 
you know, the thing is, is not everybody can make a contested or a well-defended shot. Those are the, that's, that's all part of the NBA. That's all part of competitive basketball is you're supposed to make it harder on the other guy to make shots. Because ultimately, if you're a basketball player, you, you, you know what you're capable of. You know that you can make a three-pointer, a mid-range shot, or whatever the case is. And you just go out there, try to make it to as easy as possible to make the, to get to the best position to make that shot. But it's the other, it's the other, it's a defense's job to make it as difficult as possible for you to make that shot. You know, whatever, whatever, wh- whether if it's bumping you a little bit, getting closer in your face, you know, whatever the case is, doing whatever they can, you know, to make it difficult for you to make that shot. But anyways, here guys, um, some of some of the guys like Carmelo, he's um, stepped it up on the defensive side. Austin Reeves, I can't say anything else about the guy. If you guys have been hearing this. Uh, hearing my podcast, you guys can know. You guys definitely know that I really do think highly of Austin Reeves. He is a really good, energetic kind of guy. He provides a lot of um, a lot of different tools. He's not exceptionally well at any one of them. At, at least not. I mean, he can be. I mean, the dude's a freaking undrafted free agent or undrafted uh, rookie. You know, so the guy plays with a chip on his shoulder. He knows that his time maybe in the NBA might be limited. Who knows? But. The harder that he plays, the more hard the you know the harder that he plays, the more of a chance he has to be out there. And Frank Vogel has rewarded him right off from the from the back. And I know that we have a couple guys who are out, like I mean, but still he's still finding his way to get to get minutes. Like even Wayne Ellington, I mean he's not much of a defender, so I mean you can argue with that. But Wayne Ellington came in, and even then, still Austin Reeves had did not lose much of his minutes. You got to see, though, that Wayne Ellington was out there and he provided a bit of a more of a shooting threat. And you get to see little by little just kind of how these pieces are supposed to work together with for the Lakers. And you can kind of see overall what their vision was with the, when it comes down to this. But, you know, there's um, still some work to go in and do when it comes down to it. There's still a lot of things that they need to work on, a lot of things that they need uh, just time in order to gel together, to get that cohesiveness together. You know, it's just going to it's going to take some time. And um all we can do is just hope that we don't drop that many games or we don't lose that many games by the time that we actually do or the, by the time that they actually do get it together. And we'll just have to go and see, you know, overall, it's going to it's going to be a game by game kind of a thing. Uh, the Lakers actually have the Bulls coming up, uh, not next game, but I believe it's in the, like the next three games or something like that. That's going to be one that I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for because it's going to be exciting to see Alex Caruso, you know, Lonzo Ball returning back to L.A., especially after this uh, nice season that they've been having i believe they've been i believe they lost like one or one or two of their last games though if you guys are you know bulls fans or if you guys are just nba fans in in general or if you guys have been liking it because of alex crusoe and lonzo over there but anyways that's gonna be just about wrapping it up here for this uh game here guys um or for this game for sorry for this podcast here i hope you guys enjoyed it um i know i didn't really have much uh, production like with music or anything like that on this one but just wanted to bring it up just wanted to record one here it actually took a little bit longer than i expected but uh i hope you guys enjoyed it again uh rosa happy birthday to you baby love you um hope you guys enjoyed this one again guys hope you guys have a great tuesday i'll be talking to you guys later on in the week and until then guys peace